All right, so let's join together in prayer. I'm just so grateful to see each other's faces, to be here together. We know how blessed we are to have each other, to have this beautiful, loving community that inspires, uplifts, supports, and expands our minds and our hearts. And so we show up as open-hearted and as open-minded as we can be. And we allow spirit to pour in through our minds and hearts whatever is most helpful for us to discuss, for us to hear, for us to share. We give this entire conversation to spirit. May it be of service to the light, to the awakening of the one mind. We're blessing all those who will listen later, everyone here, and Jennifer, our fearless, amazing, powerful leader and friend. And we just allow this time to unfold so beautifully and perfectly and joyfully, receiving the gifts and sharing them with everyone. And so it is. Amen. Okay, so at this point, typically, because the this call is a little more relaxed than the other one, because it's usually smaller, but what, I've, what I usually do is review the question that was sent out, and I'm going to admit right off the bat that there was no breakout sec- session in this class from last week, last Tuesday, and so I kind of tried to make one, so I'm just going to be honest that this is like me making up a question, but we can always use it at a starting off point, let everything flow where it's going to go. But I'll share with you kind of what I sent out if you didn't get a chance to see it. Um, Okay, I got to get it pulled up. It's not ready. Okay, now it's ready. This should be it. Okay. Now, I'm not going to read this whole section, but last week's ML2 class was about holding the high watch. And Jennifer had referred to um, what Martin Luther King's speech that he had said the night that he had been shot, something or the day before. So she was talking about that speech. She was talking about holding the high watch that that had come up in one of the MLs, in one of the check-ins with um, one of the ML2 students. So I will read this. Why not? She, these were her comments about this mountaintop experience that Martin Luther King was talking about. So she says, I think we've seen the promised land. We've seen it in our own heart. We've seen it when we recognize we could have been judging. We could have been attacking. We could have responded with the same energy that was given to us. But we said no. This energy can be transformed into love, into compassion. I can extend love and understanding instead of resentment, instead of trying to guilt someone for not being nice to me. Instead, I can reach out and say, how can I help you today? Let me make you a cup of tea. And that's where I ended it. (laughs) And so... From this conversation, I tried to create some discussion questions. So these, this is what I came up with, and we'll see how it 
ghosts, but I said that we can discuss the following. In what areas or relationships of your life are you experiencing more joy, more love, more peaceful moments, more of this mountaintop experience than in the past? What is the mountaintop experience you are committed to creating and claiming for yourself? And what is the mission you are claiming for your life? And how do you see yourself sharing it with others? So these were the questions I came up with based on the conversation. Oh, let me put those in the chat for everybody. But at the same time, whatever kind of you feel moved to share is, of course, welcome. I just was trying to do my job and create a topic. And uh, when I was reading that, I was like, oh, shoot, Carla should be reading this with your, mm. but um, anyway, so I don't know if anyone has thoughts, if anyone was on the call or listened to the call or has thoughts about this. Yeah. So please, please just fire away or, or even share whatever's really feeling strongly that you'd like to. So thank you. Can I just ask who's on the phone? Sure. Like, they just... Is there somebody on the, I was just curious who's, who's on the phone, um, the 910 uh, area code. Do we know? Not yet. Let oh, okay. I was just curious as to who, who's all in the group. Uh, this is Felicia. Yay, oh. hi, Felicia. Hi, Felicia. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Good. Yeah, Anand, thank you. Go for it. Well, um, yeah, uh, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually, over the past year, not in these words exactly, but um, just about, I mean, I think this is sort of what we, we do in all of our masterful living stuff in general, is, is kind of like, um, is learning to drop our judgments, or notice them at least, and then um, and not react to them or or react differently than we normally would. The patterns would normally drive us to react a certain way. And I think over time we be somehow we have deeper insights or revelations or experiences in which these sort of things come to pass, and we experience the truth of the fact that we don't have to react to our judgments or that our judgments are false. And so we have various different kind of, at least uh, instead of saying we, I'll say I, and then if anybody, you know, relates, they, they will. I, I have various different levels, I guess, of experiences based on my ability at that time to, to first, first of all, be aware that I'm holding a judgment or that I'm creating a judgment. And second of then acting on, on that awareness um, and so I've been stuck for a long time. I've been around the area where I noticed the judgment and I let go of the judgment. I noticed the judgment. I let go of the judgment. But I, I made a decision. I was like, you know, I'm not going to try to change everything. I'm just going to work on noticing the judgment and not reacting to the judgment and not acting on it. I'm not going to try to necessarily 
be loving or say things extra nice or this or that. I'm just going to focus on not saying the things that are coming up in my mind. So that's like a first level type of thing, like a basic type of thing where you're noticing your judgments and you're kind of letting them go. And sometimes those judgments would come up so much for me that that was enough for me to actually make my day way better was that I wasn't fueling the fire, you know, so nothing was getting burned. And so my day was going much better, but it wasn't like I was adding anything to the situation. I was just mostly keeping the fire from burning. So, um, so that was one, one, one area where I see that I, I do do that. But then moving forward, let's see, I think another thing that I think about is that a lot of times I used to, um, I used to be nice or try to be loving or try to help. But then um, I think that it's, it's that boundary thing. I don't know um, where I, I would feel like if I, I would feel like if I kept trying to help or I kept trying to do things, I felt like there was no limit to that. My own mind would create like a, like an endpoint to that, like that somebody would take advantage of me or maybe they'll make me do this other thing or I won't be able to do what I want and that kind of a thing. And, or if I was being nice to somebody and it wasn't being reciprocated, then I would start to feel like, um, like angry about it or, or discouraged, not maybe angry, but discouraged. Like, Oh, I'm being nice, but this person's not responding at all. But, um, over the past year, I did a lot of volunteering. Um, every week I volunteer and, um, that has taught me such a great deal about it because, um, I no longer, I just over practice. A lot of it's just practice. It's not really about, um, all of a sudden being realized and then being different. It's just about practicing again and again and again until it becomes a habit. And for me, that practice with people, it's, it's, it's creating that environment where the light can come through. So the mountaintop experience is always available, but it's can only be available if you're, let me use a different analogy other than the mountaintop. Let's say we have like a, a, a seed that we're planting and we want it to grow, right? So you don't really have to do anything except not take out the seed. And you also have to sort of make sure it gets enough light, gets enough water, um, and you sort of keep the area protected so that it doesn't get eaten or trampled on or you don't pull it out of the ground or whatever. So as long as you keep the conditions right, then it'll take care of itself. It'll grow, um, the, you know, and it'll sprout and it'll become a big tree eventually. And so I feel like my relationships are like me creating that environment where I, I'm not, what I'm trying to do is not be the thing that creates an obstacle for that plant to grow. I don't have to do anything to make the plant grow. But what I do have to do is stop doing the things that make the plant not grow. So if, if I'm not fighting the plant, if I'm not tearing off its leaves, you know, and I didn't know I was doing that before. So now I'm starting more aware of that. So I am starting to feel that I'm having more experiences like that with especially people in Masterful Living, my prayer partners, um, the class, uh, study buddies. I definitely feel like my relationships feel closer in my mind. They feel I feel uh, closer in my heart with the people that I'm talking to. And I, I, I definitely feel that. And I didn't feel it so much the last couple of years, but it just shows the growth, you know, I think.
and I, I'm happy about that. And then, um, yeah, basically that. And then like uh, things, weird things. Like when I'm by myself, I have a lot more of these mountaintop experiences. Like in the morning, like uh, I drop my wife off to work. I have some time to myself. I make myself some coffee and I just feel so good to be at home and just have that time to myself and just the being alive and feeling blessed to be, you know, have my, to be able to do whatever I want, you know? And I, I used to be able to do whatever I wanted a couple, um, like a year or two ago when I first went on disability, I, I used to be able to do whatever I wanted. I was at home. But my experience was completely different. I had a horrible experience, and I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want any of that. But now I cherish those moments. They're so nice. And when I look at my dog, a lot of times I just feel so much love for him. Like, that's another mountaintop experience. I mean, it's not with a person. It's with a dog. But I really feel this love for this guy. Like, it just, it's just, even when I think about him now, I just feel happy inside. He's just such a, such a nice dog, you know. And, uh. Yeah, so those are some of the things that came up when I was working on this. Um, when I got the email, I didn't, I didn't really work enough, not enough, but um, I didn't get a chance to really investigate the second and third questions. But the first one was, that was what was coming up: my mornings, my relationships with the, the MLC class and students and stuff, and also certain conversations with people. I feel like I'm connecting more with some people than I used to, and I'm following certain rules more and I, I not spiritual, I guess, but for me, it has helped me a lot to have when I'm, when I say rules, what I mean is like, I tell myself that I'm here to, I remind myself I'm only here to be truly helpful and I'm here just to listen. I'm here to give the other person. I want to hear what they have to say. I want them to listen. I don't want to talk. I don't want to give advice. I just want to hear them. And a lot of times I will end up giving advice of some kind because somehow it comes up and it seems like it would be helpful. But I don't start off that way. I, I just listen, listen, listen. And um, those rules of not arguing, letting the people talk and really listening and asking questions and things like that and being friendly and not judging those sort of basic rules of engagement is just a straight up rule. Like this, this is the way it is like with everybody that I'm just going to be this way. I'm not going to, I'm always going to like the way our rules are for prayer partnerships. I just try to add those to my, all my conversations with everyone, my parents, my wife, everybody. And it just, it changes the whole quality of all of my relationships. I really feel that it does because I'm no longer trying to have a conflict with people. I'm just, um, I feel like I'm able to just step back and, and listen. And I say this, you know, um, now after talking for like 10 minutes straight um, <laughs> about listening, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so, so yeah, it's a good, it's a good question, Angela. So even though you, you winged it, it was, it was the Holy Spirit's wings, you know? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for, like, printing it and, like, doing it for, like, a homework. It's so cool. You know, these exercises, I, I feel, are so valuable, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I just really uh, – I'm really excited about all the new 
sort of exercises that Jennifer is doing, the breakout sessions and in classes. And I really feel like they're really important. And I think that more, I, I would hope that more people will take advantage of it, but whoever's taking advantage of it right now, I think it's really greatly beneficial. Great. Well, thank you for sharing and starting us off. You're welcome. Yeah. Anyone want to add or contribute anything? I feel like <clears throat> the mountaintop experience for me that's peace and so and for, for a long time I was able to practice that bringing the the peace to my relate because I seem like for years I go back so for, it seemed like for half a decade half a century right, I was not practicing that way and so I had a definite memory of that and my reaction and my response all that stuff all stuff my judgments right and so I feel like I got to practice an hour a week, an hour a class, whenever Kenny calls, go on. Practice, 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 practice. Bring that experience into my awareness so that I can experience that more fully in my everyday experiences, in my everyday interactions with people, in my life, in this life here, right? And I guess I non <laughs> said several things that triggered my mind, but I can't remember them all now. But I did remember that. Is it because I saw the questions earlier today, and I felt what is my mountaintop experience? How am I? How's that in my life? And I realized it's not about, it is about maybe, I'm whatever, going to the mountaintop. But for me, it's like, it's not even bringing the mountaintop to my life. It's like realizing that my life is on the mountaintop. That is my life. So, that's all. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Carla. Carla, thanks for um, for uh, sharing that. I, I love that, the mountaintop. My life is on the mountaintop. I, I love that. That's a great uh, a great kind of visual to, to remember, so I love that. And um, I read the questions earlier today as well, and I thought, I keep going back to this mountaintop experience for me because it was recent. Um, we had our Thanksgiving a couple of weeks ago, and I noticed that Jennifer's got a, like a, a class to sort of prepare everybody for the American Thanksgiving. And um, 
for for me is the same as you in the U.S. It's like Thanksgiving is family time, so that's when all the judgments and and everything uh, comes up. And so um, our Thanksgiving is the first weekend October. So I did some preparation before I went, and um, it, and it made absolutely all the difference in the world. And I feel like um, my mountaintop experience is freedom and and uh, feeling like I really felt sort of free of the past judgments I would have, only I didn't really do anything. I didn't sort of have to say, oh, I have judgments coming up and I have to deal with it. It was like the judgments just weren't coming up as strongly. And so it was such a uh, an experience of freedom because I'm sitting in a situation where I know exactly what I would have thought in the past. I know exactly what I would have said. And I know exactly how upset everybody would have gotten, including me. Um, and, and even in the past, like say last year, I was able to at least not say anything. But if you're thinking those thoughts, it's still, I think people still feel that you're thinking the thoughts, even though you're not saying anything. And so some of the situations continue to come up that I would judge. And so this time, although... Um, some of the situations kept coming up that I would I would normally um, respond with judgment. I I just like I so valued my peace of mind, the harmony in the family, um, having a good experience. Like those were so important to me, way more important than having a judgmental thought and thinking. Oh, this person said something that's offending me. Oh, they're doing that wrong. You know, oh, I am right. Like all of those patterns that normally would come up for me and uh, were just like almost, almost completely dissolved this time. And so I, in one situation, I did sit there and I'm like, oh my God, I feel free. Like I feel freedom even though we're just sitting there eating, but my sense was I feel free because I'm not judging the person that's across the table from me while I'm eating. And and I'm like, I'm so grateful and so thankful. And I really feel like Masterful Living works if you work the program. You know, if you keep working the program and keep keep coming up and keep showing up, then it somehow just works like it, it's it's almost like magic. <laughs> it it does work um, if you if you work the program. So yeah, so that mountaintop for me is experience, and my mission um, statement or whatever would be around harmony. Like I so value harmony in relationships now way more than I value being right. And that wasn't always the case. And in previous, I wanted to be right. And it was so important for me to be right that I would go with the upset so that I could be right. And I'm just finding I'm able to turn that around and value the harmony. And who cares who's right? Like, I just don't even care anymore. Um, and I can I can just sit there if somebody wants to take that stand that they're right. I'm like, well, that's okay. You know, I still value harmony over any of it. That was a judgment, by the way. I just got it um, that somebody else might think they're right. So uh, anyway, yeah, thanks.
Beautiful. Anyone else? Kareen or Felicia, you want to add anything? Feel free. Well, I think that Diane said everything that I, you know, I mean, between Diane and Anne, and that's my experience also this year, the things that I'm going through. And definitely for me, harmony is of the utmost and um, and feeling that freedom and that peace. Um, those are the results of the non-judgment, you know, and the choosing again. So, so as, as, you mentioned, as Carla mentioned, the mountaintop is like <laughs> the first thing that came to me is that, yeah, if, if, if I didn't keep coming off of the mountain, I'd be all right. <laughs> so, but then that's the journey up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And the more you do it, maybe you can even take some of that mountaintop experience with you going down and, 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 oh, I, I guess maybe that's, that's the mission. Now that I'm say, saying it is to actually bring some of that peace and harmony and freedom with us from the top to help others and not have to go alone. Yeah. Yeah, that just came. So that's the mission is to share and to help others find that same beautiful peace and freedom and harmony. But yeah, it does take all that commitment to just doing the work. And then it happens, you know, it, the spirit just does the work. We just show up. And when I say doing the work, it, does, it sounds more like you're doing a work, but it's not really doing the work. It's more like staying committed to just showing up. Thank you. And Felicia, feel free. I know it can be hard when you're on the phone to jump in, so feel free whenever you'd like to. But no pressure. <laughs> Thank you. It is a little more difficult when you're on the phone to know when you can chime in. But um, I identify with what everyone has said thus far, and I... Um, not so much um, saying stuff anymore that's going to provoke somebody or cause an upset for the whole crew, but I am still having the thoughts. The mm -hmm. thoughts, I'm still entertaining the thoughts in my head, and they probably can be felt. And sometimes I am, I'm still hanging on to that. I'm right, and I know I am, though I'm much better than I've have been in the past. It, that part is still there some. And a lot of times it pertains to to health, mm. like what we put in our bodies. And I see what my family is doing, and it's not good for their health, and that's where I'll, I can dig my heels in and say, and, and think those righteous thoughts. Mm. So I, it's, I don't, I don't know where that fine line is with that one. Mm. You know, Felicia, I'll just share because I didn't listen to the call, but I read the transcript to create these questions. And the amazing thing in the same transcript, she talked about 
I, and I'm not saying you're a vegetarian or a vegan, but she made this, she had this section in the, in the class where she says, you know, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, or let's just say you're like really health conscious, um, mm-hmm. I look frozen. Okay. And then she said something like, but if you are using it as a form of judgment, um, just to be aware, because I know for me, I relate to that. It's hard to maybe, um, especially with this birth thing, I'm all in the birth world and having home natural birth feels to me like the right thing for me and to not get involved with taking on the hospital birth thing and judging all those, judging everything is, could be mm-hmm. like, it's very tempting maybe to go around wanting to make the world see clearly or something. But, um, <laughs> yeah, she talked about, she talked about being a vegan or a vegetarian. If it's creating more separation, please be aware. It's, but you know, she even said something like, well, it, it may even be more helpful to sit down with your steak and cheese and whatever if you're not judging anyone. And, you know, I don't think, I think because when she talks, she's very perfect. Like it comes out properly mm-hmm. that it's helpful that we're just aware of like, are we using this position to create more separation? But it's in the class. It might be very helpful. Maybe you heard it. I don't know, but I read that part. Yeah. That is very helpful because I have, I have gone to those places before and, but what I'm speaking of right now is, well, I kind of do, I kind of do look around and see what everybody's eating and there is some judgment there. I, I won't try and hide it. But the biggest thing, well, that's relative, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say the biggest thing is we have health issues involved. I'm talking diabetes and heart condition. And that's where what really, really gets me. Because I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I know that. Yeah. And, and they don't choose to listen to me. Yeah. But I guess that's still along the same lines of what we're speaking, though, isn't it? That maybe that just needs to be, the judgment needs to leave for that one as well. Although life is at stake. Can I say something to that? It's very challenging when you love someone and care about the their personality self, whatever you want to describe, and you care about them to let them do whatever they choose to do. Very challenging because you want to help them. You want to support you want to do all this stuff is it and I want to say what came up for me was one thing and this is way before masterful living that kind of came to me that in this life when my identifications is as a lesbian not that I really activate that much anymore but but I saw when I was more active in the community that when people 
people wanted to judge me for my choice, my sexual orientation choice, whatever you want to describe it, I realized that if I want the freedom, if I want to be what I, even though they're deciding stuff, if I want to be what I want to be, if I want my freedom, if I want, I don't know how to express it, but freedom to choose. However, whatever they're doing, whatever they're doing, if I want that, I mean, this is a judgment, the way I'm going to say it, is that I'm interested, I'm going to change a little bit, I'm interested in giving that. Because the Course says, and I didn't even know the Course this time, that what you give or receive, right? And I realized, I don't like, I'm not, I don't always prefer how people speak to me or the energy they have. I can feel. I don't always prefer that. But that's their choice. And if I want the freedom to choose whatever I want to choose, and this has given me the freedom too, not judging myself and my choices, right? It's also that right. self-forgiveness. I know, I don't know if this is helpful, but this is very powerful for me. I can feel it in my voice. I can feel it. It was very, and I didn't get it for years. I knew it, but I didn't know it in my heart. And so, I, what I did was, I started noticing all those moments and used them as like, a learning opportunity. And I remember now, I want to go on too long, but I remember now when I was thinking when it came up for me whenever Anon was speaking. And this is one thing I really am interested in shifting. Is that years ago I went to see Regina Don Akers and she said, and I'm going to interpret what she, what I think she said my interpretation of course but is it it's not the thoughts that come into our head because i thought i had to be i'm gonna go at the time i thought i had to have only loving thoughts in my head or whatever only loving thoughts and i go and i heard was it it's not about we're part of the one mind this is my interpretation we're part of the one mind and some people believe the opinions, the judgments, the whatever they are. So they're going to come into our mind because we're put mind. And what I heard from Regina was this, and it's taken me also years to get this, is it? So it's not about keeping them out of our mind. It's about choosing, it's seeing them and choosing Choosing from ego, choosing from spirit, choosing. 
what we want to energize. And that's, I kind of linked that with the first one when I realized, how do I, how do I link those? You know, and I've just been practicing that. So that was this very, 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 I, and I'm, I really, I can feel it. I'm wanting to do the same thing. I want to tell you and have you get this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I get it. I get it. And I'd like to share it, but whether you choose it or not, it's there. It's in your mind because we're part of the one mind. You can't not have gotten it. So, I don't know. I went on a little longer than I anticipated. Thank you. No, that was helpful. It is all free will. The person doesn't choose to to learn from 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 another. It's it's free will. Yeah, go for it, Anand. Um, is it Felicia on the phone? That's the name, right? Yeah. Um, it it is. Okay, yeah, I was just curious, actually, because um, I myself uh, have diabetes and heart disease, and so I was curious. I unfortunately, somebody I tried somebody tried to call me while you were talking about what was going on in in your family, and I was just kind of curious if you could uh, talk a little bit about that again. I'm sorry to make you share that again, but I'm just curious about it because. I kind of deal with this situation a lot as far as, you know, trying to be healthy or whatnot and also the people around me. And I was just wondering, are you, did you say that you're, you have, um, you're, you're having the diabetes and heart disease or the people around you have it? And what are the specific sort of conflicts that you guys are having around it? Oh, I, I didn't elaborate. So you really didn't miss anything, but it is, it's not myself. It's my mother and my stepfather, and oh. um, they they eat fast food. And I I I'm a fairly healthy eater. I I like I think it's more healthy to eat fruits and vegetables. I I do eat some meat occasionally, and sometimes when I do have that meat, I can. I can tell, I feel it in my body how that does not agree. Like, for okay. instance, two weeks ago, I ate out and I ate a cheeseburger. And um, to eat this way, it comes very easily for me because I don't, I don't really like the taste of meat. So I have that benefit for myself. Um, but this cheeseburger, it tasted, uh, it tasted pretty good. Mm-hmm. But the next day, I had so many emotions. And I was so angry and I was so depressed. And I finally, I thought, oh my, that burger I ate is probably contributing a lot to how I'm feeling and all these emotions that are coming up. And then, um, just examples for what my experience of what food can do to you. 
Um, and then this week, it's Halloween here in the United States. And I've had, I don't usually have sugar either, only natural sugar from the fruit. But this week, I've had cravings for chocolate. So uh, everybody's house that I've been to that had chocolate, I, I, I ate chocolate at their house. And um, I've had a rough week with my emotions. I've had an extremely rough week. So um, I I just, I guess I really believe in eating a, like a balanced diet. That, that's all I would say for my mother and my stepfather. That's all I try to guide them to. I don't ask them to eliminate things because I realize that that is my choice. Well, eliminate like the sugars. I, I would suggest that. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, thanks for sharing that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it is a, it's kind of a complex issue. It's difficult. Like the whole diet thing is difficult because we have a lot of emotional attachments to the things we eat, you know. And um, so it's really hard to make changes on that unless I, I don't really have any proper suggestions about what to do about it. I know what I do for myself, and I know what I believe for myself as far as you know, trying to eat as healthy as I can uh, because I have had a heart attack nine years ago and uh, bypass surgery, and I also have diabetes. So I see that my actual blood sugar numbers and everything completely change based on uh, how healthy I eat and how much exercise I get. So I get a really strong Mm -hmm. feedback, like, right away based on what I eat and what I do and my weight and stuff like that. So for me, it's, it's really become about my own personal sort of my own personal journey about that issue. But I also remember when I used to eat like a burger every night, like uh, I used to go to Wendy's every night with a burger and fr- cheeseburger and fries every night. Like I had stacks of like, it was just a mess. But anyway, um, like I, I, I know what I did to myself to get the heart attack. But, uh, but I can't, I know now that I see other people doing similar things and I'm realizing now that, you know, the food is more than just for some people, food is like a health issue. But then for other people, food is like uh, it's like a drug. I mean, it's like a whole thing. Like it's a whole part of life that has so much more meaning than just like a material that you're putting in your mouth to feed yourself. You know, it's like it's full of all this emotional baggage. So I, I, I definitely agree that, you know, um, that food is has a, a real impact on our mind and our physical well-being. But I also know for myself that it's something that I need to just watch for myself because anytime I try to help or try to change anybody, for some reason it never works. <laughs> you know, so That's true. the only thing that really works is me changing myself and like, feeling good about it like if I'm doing something for myself and I'm treating people well and I don't get interfere with their lives but I I talk about what I'm doing for myself and how it's working for me and how happy I am that makes more of a change on people I found than me telling them anything because as soon as I tell them something like oh maybe you shouldn't be eating that or oh maybe it's your thoughts that are causing your problem then all of a sudden they're like they get mad and I'm like, oh boy, well, forget it. Never mind. Um, I'll go back to my thing now. And uh, and it's, 
I don't know. It's it's a inter- it's a really interesting subject. I think that there's so much that can be said for for this. But in a course in miracles, it says that all illness uh, is it comes the 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 root of all illness is is guilt actually, not anything physical. It's all guilt. It's all based on guilt. Every single illness that we have comes from guilt. I don't know specifically what page it's on or what chapter it's in, but I do remember reading it and discussing it. And so it's really a fascinating subject that if we feel guilty about anything, whether it is what we eat or what we say or think or do to others or to ourselves, that will cause illness way more than a cheeseburger. (laughs) So um, it's really important to remember that, that judgment is what creates the guilt and then the guilt will create the illness. So, we got to change our paradigm about what's creating the illness to begin with. Yes. I, I must say that I'm a little conflicted in my own thinking with uh, my beliefs about food and what the Course of Miracles says. There, there's, I, I'm not, I don't have great clarity there yet. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, like for me, it's like, I'm like, well, you know, I know that if I eat this food, then my numbers will go like this or like that, or I'll feel better or worse. So I just do both. I'm like, okay, I won't feel guilty. And okay, I'll try to eat well. And I just, I'm cool with that because the body needs a device. I got to do what I got to do. I got to use the bathroom. The Course in Miracles doesn't tell me how the body works in the restroom, but I have to go whether it says it or not (laughs) in the Course of Miracles. Um, I have to brush my teeth, whether or not a Course of Miracles says, you know, you should or shouldn't brush your teeth. I think it's probably a good idea that I brush my teeth so that it doesn't hurt when I get my cavity, you know. So I take care of the body because you need to take care of the body. It's just one of those things. But, But the guilt part, that part I still have to take care of because I can do all the right things physically. But if I'm still angry, if I'm still guilty, if I'm still upset about something, or if I'm still hanging on to a judgment about somebody else, that's also going to kill me. So I got to take care of both. That's the way I look at it. I, I can't neglect the body, but I definitely can't neglect the mind. Yeah, maybe that's the key, what you just said right there. That 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 feels right. Yeah, I, I think that taking care of the body is, is, is definitely a good thing to do. Uh, but it shouldn't be, I don't feel like, based on our, all our spiritual studies, I don't feel like taking care of the body is the end all and be all of everything. Like, I don't think that that's just everything. I think that that's a part of it. It's like, you know, some people like love home improvement, you know, I mean, that's everything for them like taking care of the house and making sure it's clean all the time and making sure everything is tidy and they have the latest appliances and furniture and, and furnishings and everything. I mean, they love it. And I think it's great. I mean, I like a clean house as much as the next person. Trust me. I don't like a dirty house, but at the end of the day, if that's the only focus of my life, I may be neglecting <laughs> some things. All right. Well, I'm going to, um, myself again have some noise coming up okay thank you thank you for sharing good to hear you yeah thanks felicia thank you you're welcome angela i just had i i i want to answer the i i thought about the other questions yeah. uh, the last two questions i'll just go ahead and give you my answers for that so so cute like i'm your teacher 
What's that? Yeah, go for it. You be the teacher, Angela. Come on. Okay, I'm marking you off in the book that you did the two <laughs> questions. Thank you. <laughs> stars, two stars. No, no, I, I want more stars. All right. Um, so, all right, what is the mountaintop experience that you are committing to creating and claiming for yourself, and what is the mission you are claiming for your life, and how do you see yourself sharing it with others? I, well, the reason I want to answer that is not for the gold stars that I deserve for answering these questions. Um, but I'll take them, though, if you have, if you can send them over. Um, but anyway, uh, no, I felt so happy about this because I do feel very inspired about sharing this. And my mission is really, it's manifesting. And so I'm super happy about it. It's like actually happening. And I wasn't in a state of mind a few years ago um, to, to make it happen. I wanted to, but I couldn't. And I always felt like, well, I want to live this life. I want to, I have all these fantasies about what I really want to do in life, which is, you know, fun and this and that. And well, I don't know, this confused ideas about what living is. And so I had that idea. And then I also wanted to be spiritual. I wanted to know all the spiritual truths and I felt conflicted. I was like, I can't live the spiritual life because I want to do all these non-spiritual things. And so I think that was a real conflict. And now I've seen the utter complete, like for me, I don't know about everybody else, but I see for myself the total sort of barren wasteland of all of the rest of that life that I thought was important. I don't see it important anymore at all because I tried it. I tried everything. I tried the drugs. I tried the alcohol. I tried all of those things, and, it, and I, it didn't work, and it just, it led to nothing, and it just led to a lot of pain, and, uh, and, and in A Course in Miracles, it says, all real pleasure comes from doing God's will. All real pleasure comes from doing God's will. So I always read that, and I thought to myself, that's a good thing to know, you know, where does all real pleasure come from doing God's will. So anyway, I was like, but I don't want to do God's will. So what's wrong with me? Am I evil? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm not evil. Um, what I came, what I, what I'm so happy about now is that I'm really understanding that the true mission for me and probably everybody really is about helping people. And that's it. It's not about anything else. And it's not that complicated. It's like if somebody needs some help crossing the street, you help them cross the street. If somebody needs help finding where the restroom is in a building, you show them where the restroom is. If somebody needs some help going to the emergency room, you help them. You just do that. And I've learned that from my friend, like one of my friends, I met him in Alcoholic Anonymous. And, um, you know, he's this friend of mine. And he's like the most challenging friend I have because he has no problem asking for things. None. And he will ask for more than what anybody would give anyway. I mean, he just, he doesn't have what people would say. He doesn't have any shame about it. He, none. So I have to, like, I find myself getting angry at times. I'll be like, I'll be like, Michael, wow, how can you ask me that? Because, like, you can pick up the phone and do that yourself. And I have to, like, yell at him. I, I shouldn't yell at him, and I, I don't anymore. I'm, it's a challenge, I'm telling you. It's a learning experience, is that, he can use the bus, you know, he can use a bus, but, but he can call me and get a ride, you know, and, uh, but he can use the bus because there's a bus, there's a whole bus schedule in town. It's not expensive, but he won't, he'll call me or whatever. And, 
Anyway, what I'm trying to say is he's teaching me that I can just give. I don't need him to play by some rules. He can just ask me for a ride, and I can just give him a ride, and I don't have to get anything out of it because I'm not going to get anything out of it. So, uh, but I can, you know, and I can just give, and I can just help him, and that's fine. He doesn't, and he doesn't play by any of the typical rules. Like I try to talk to him about a course in miracles or this or that, and I'll, he'll like be texting on his phone while I'm trying to give him a ride for his errands, you know. And I, finally today I told him I'm like, hey dude, like it's kind of rude for you to be on the phone all the time when I'm like driving you around. And he's like, yeah, you're right. It's it is. I shouldn't. You know, I'm like, yeah, thank you, because I'd like to be able to talk to you and you not text. So. I'm learning now that I want to help people. And I'm learning, I, what I really want to learn about is how to be a better teacher, um, how to, and I feel like it's time, it's time for expansion. Like I really feel like it's a time for expansion for me and to really, like so many things are coming together as far as what I understand about things and the Course in Miracles. And um, so I'm really excited about it. Like I'm excited. And I, I'm enthusiastic, and I'm excited to just be able to get people together and talk to people and arrange things and try to help them understand things with the Course in Miracles and and start. I'm starting a study group next in January. I I, I booked the rooms with the library, and I'm, this is going to happen now. And so, for two years there was a big block. I couldn't get anything going with the study group because I just wasn't ready to do it. And I made the calls, I did it, I got the rooms. So now I'm going to facilitate an ACIM study group. So I'm just, I'm feeling really good about that. So I think that helping other people reach their potential and understanding that the limits that people think they have don't really exist and just sort of helping them get through that. Like it's like everybody has all these clouds around them, you know, which they feel are walls, you know, that they can't get through. And I felt that. So much anxiety and fear and panic and worry and, you know, all that, uh, all those, that weight, the, the chains of anxiety. Um, but you can get past it. And that's the beautiful thing. It, it, it's not a death sentence. And, uh, and there's so much possibility. And it's just amazing. So I'm just so excited to be able to, um, to help people get to their potential. Like there's, the world is your oyster, you know, why not eat it? <laughs> so there, that's what I have to say about that. Great. Thank you. I'm so glad we can hold that for you and you would share that with us. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to that yeah. winding story. <laughs> Yeah, anybody else want to add anything? I'll just say quickly for myself when we were talking about the um the mountaintop, I had I I think like it's like my book my book is going to be like the things I learned from my husband cuz I tell you all these stories. Um so I just wanted to share that when Anand, you were first speaking about, and then Carl, everybody shares kind of at the end when you're sharing, they all come together in this perfect theme. But like, 
I did feel like I was on a mountain. <laughs> I was happy. I was cleaning the house. I was vacuuming. I was cool. But my husband was trying to take a nap. So I'm vacuuming with like my headphones on. And uh, I've got a friend coming over. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I see some dirt on the floor. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to get the house clean for my friend. And then he's trying to take a nap. And that, the thought did come to me, like, he's trying to sleep. Maybe this timing is a little off. Um, but I don't know. I felt more inspired to clean than to reschedule it. <laughs> so what ends up happening is he shouts at me. I'm trying to take a nap. So I hear this shouting over my the vacuum and the headphones, and I'm very pregnant. So I think I'm extremely sensitive to shouting because you remember the story in the car where he's like, wait, it's your turn to go. And I said, don't yell at me. So now he yells again. I immediately, and the thing is, he can't see me because we have a wall between us, but he yells. I immediately burst into tears. I didn't even have a split second to organize myself. I just felt the attack like without having any gap. It was just pure emotion. I feel like um, my nervous system is on the outside of my body. I feel a lot more sensitive, I think, in this hormonal time. So I burst into tears and then what is what was next was I just put the vacuum down. I peacefully walked myself into the basement and just sat in a chair down there and found my breath and found the peace again. Like it's like like everything we've talked about was I could have I don't know done a lot of things like this is not nice or I don't know I could have been a sobbing mess and made him wrong and stuff but I just like escorted myself to the basement and like just sat there breathing deeply for like 15 minutes until I felt back and the the thing that you were saying too Anna is like I'm not doing anything I actually had no desire to yell back at him or even show him I was in crying I just wanted to like remove myself console myself, bring myself back. And this is where I'm finding it is about like helping others, but there's something about me helping me that feels so huge for me experiencing the love of God in my life is like, it's like, I walked myself down the stairs. I kept myself at peace. I didn't go into the stories. I just breathed deeply, let everything emotion leave. And um, I didn't even tell him anything, but I think I can tell him, like, I'm really sensitive. You know, when you yelled that day about the vacuum, like, I burst into tears, actually. I went in the basement and cried. Um, but I'm not mad at him. It's like, we're. it's so cool. So a lot of what people were sharing is like, I don't know. It's, I feel like even if I'm crying in the basement, but I'm with myself and I'm really choosing to be there, that's still, I'm still on the mountaintop somehow. I'm still like, you, because I am there for myself. 
And I am not contributing to my own suffering. I am like my best cheerleader. <laughs> like I am, I am the love that I am seeking. And this maybe just because of my phase of life, I'm heading into being more at home with a baby and I'm not going to be out and about as I don't know what it's going to look like. I have no idea, but there's something where I'm being drawn to this whole internal experience where it's just like, it isn't about what the others are doing or saying. Um, but there's something so precious to me about this where we can be there for ourselves. So, you know, yeah, I got so many images when, with all the sharing, but, um, I love the idea that I can be upset, but I can still be on the mountaintop. I'm just like witnessing my own humanity. I'm just, that's not a bad thing to have feelings or as long as there's that other presence of me nurturing me at the same time. I don't know if that makes any sense, but thank you for letting me share that because that was yesterday's, that was yesterday's experience. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Angela, because it reminds me of a lot of things in the past for myself also um, with my relationship. But the, the, what came out to me was that you did have a slight moment of awareness that maybe it wasn't the right time because he was taking a nap. Not to put anything wrong or anything, but just to, to first of all, yes, you need, you cannot give what you don't have. So you have to take care of yourself first. You have to have the peace. You have to have the love and everything. Because if you don't, whatever you try to give will not come out right. <laughs> but once you do that, because we are both connection with God and connection with others, what I have come to see a little bit more of and practiced a little bit more of is owning my part of it and just saying, you know, the other day, when I was doing this, whatever, you know, I, I realized that I did something that was uncomfortable to you, and I'm sorry. And what that has done is bring him back and tell me, you know, without me asking for an apology, that it came out of him because I went first and I exemplified it for him, you know. So I just wanted to bring that up because I think that if it hadn't come at all to your mind, of course not, you know, but if, if it came to your mind, then it might have been a little something also to consider, <laughs> sort of, in the, in the whole equation. You are very right. And there were two other things that I judged him for within the hour. The way he pulled the computer cord out of the wall, like, God, and he's mad because lunch was late. And I had these quick passing judgments, like, he's kind of explosively angry. Like, what's his deal? Like, calm down. So this is, once again, the amazing example of you cannot hold these judgments and get away with it. They are these arrows that turn around and pierce you. <laughs> you... You send them out with your bow and you're like, you're too angry. And then later you get it in the gut. <laughs> it's amazing because this is the same thing with the car. So it's so good for me to have you point that out. And I appreciate it. Yeah. And by, and by um, 
by extending yourself and saying wow. that and owning up to what you did, yeah. it, it helps you too. You know, it, it, it's, it's allowing me to be authentic and it's allowing me to be loving. You know, all those things. It's not just for yeah. him I'm doing it. I'm doing it for my continued um, gratitude and acceptance and whatever all these spiritual qualities that, yeah. uh, that are to be um, practiced if we are really, you know, serious about doing this work. And again, that chart that Jennifer has on the, um, yeah. did we talk about that chart the other day? Last week, yeah. Yeah, that chart shows me, okay, I'm upset. So let me go to the chart and see where upset comes into and what do I need to practice now? So that was very helpful. It's been very helpful to me as well. So that's it. Thank you. I could feel we were in a karmic dance of I have sadness to express and he has anger to express. And it came out like that way over the vacuum. But this was after the fact, but yeah. Yeah, and whatever it is, it doesn't really yeah. matter. You no. know, it's just like, okay, whatever, because that was another thing for me. I had to understand. Let me try to get this so I won't make the mistake again next time. But it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's just like Jennifer says also, let's just drop the story and just yeah. focus on the love. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. I really like that idea of a new story that I think it maybe originated from Robin and it originated maybe at the spiritual counseling um, workshop that they all had together. But I, I just love that concept of choosing the new story. And that was a great demonstration. And Corinne, like your input was so fabulous. Um, just to see how that new story can evolve. And um, that new, it, and Robin calls it a love story, and and it's like it's just so great to see that. Yeah, I love. You know, um, yeah, I think that uh, I think that relationships and marriage are like the best place for enlightenment, like the best, because there's never not an opportunity where you can't figure out where things are need help, like where things need to be improved. And, uh, I, you got muted on it. Oh, go. I tried to help you. Can and you I think, now? yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, so is this, is something wrong? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, well, you're okay now. It's just somehow oh, you got muted, and I never touched it. No, no, I had a phone. I'm on my cell phone, and somebody called, and it mutes Zoom, I guess. But anyway, um, yeah, so there's always a new challenge that's coming up with in the marriage. And for a long time, and I'm not comparing anything because everybody's marriage is very different, but um, in when I was – in the last couple of years, like before the last year, so like maybe two years ago, like after a year and behind that, things had gotten so crazy and bad that 
I thought there was really no way that anything was ever going to get better. And I was, I wasn't like going to get a divorce or anything, but it was bad though. I mean, I think a lot of people would have. <laughs> and, um, and I think that the wonderful thing is like, there was a time when it was like, I was starting to be one of those guys who would like, talk to other people and like make jokes about marriage and stuff and like make jokes about how bad marriage is and how like I would just I was I was starting to fall into this trap of like just being like yeah marriage is dumb and it's just like it's just it's a way to ruin the rest of your life and all this kind of thing going on just to just be laugh about it but a part of me when I was making these jokes I was feeling sad about it I was like god you know and and I I realized that like all the sort of all the things that I want, I wanted my wife to respond to me being sick. I wanted her to help take care of me. I wanted her to be nice to me. I wanted her to be all these things that I thought she wasn't being. Um, and, and anytime she was off of those things, I would judge her for it and I would be angry about it and upset about it. And I felt kind of hopeless about it. I, I kept trying to change her. And finally, at some point, I was like, I, I, I realized that, you know, you know how in A Course in Miracles it says there is no justification for anger. And um, I finally, I was like, I have to stop. I just have to stop it completely. Like, there is never any justification for me to blame her for anything, like, ever. And if I do... It's not that I'm supposed to judge myself or whatever. I mean, I have slipped up. I'm not, I'm no angel. Like I have said mean things to her, but, uh, and, and during that time it was bad. I mean, we said a lot of things. We threw plates at each other. I mean, it was really bad. Um, and we said all kinds of very hurtful things to each other. And I thought we'd never get better, but, um, but somebody had to turn on, turn the on the, the switch off. And I think that that was the biggest thing was when I realized that, Oh, you know, um, and again, I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'm not comparing this to anybody else's marriage because this was a very unique situation, I believe. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I realized that there were a lot of things that I would say and there was a lot of expectations I had of her. And I finally just dropped all of them. I would just like, forget it. I don't expect anything from her. And I expect everything from myself and I will do what I have to do. And I will, it has to come from me. And I, I can't wait for her to do whatever to be some sort of projection of my mind. Like that's the whole thing. It's like, I want her to be some sort of fantasy woman who does all these, you know, takes care of me or is nice to me or is like this or like that. And forget it. Just forget it. Like just the dream is over. And and then I was just like, but I can still be who I want to be. Like, I can't. Because if, if, if I started to get mad with her about how she was being, which, of course, I had a part in it, too, which is also important to recognize it. It's not like she's independently crazy because of me or without me. No. And she became crazy because I was crazy. And so, you know, it showed up that way. And um, so... But when I stopped with the judging and I stopped with the blaming, um, and eventually I just started to stop with any negativity or developing, projecting fear into her about things or 
saying snarky things or all, all that stuff. I just stopped. I was just like, I have to stop all of it. Because if I'm going to live A Course in Miracles, if I'm going to live these teachings, like Jesus wouldn't say snarky, sarcastic things, you know? Like, why would we say sar- sarcastic things? Would we ever expect Jesus to be sarcastic with us or, like, say something mean to us? No. Jesus is always, like, the nicest, holiest brother ever, right? Like, always. But we can be sarcastic. We can say things that have double meanings. We can do all kinds of mean things. So I just stopped all of that. And uh, it took such a long time. It took, like, a year for things to get better. But um, but they did, you know. And um, But every day it's a challenge. Like, today, like, a whole thing came up. You know, I've, I've given all this conversation about how I've made these rules for not having conflict with people and not saying things that would, will question their, what, their judgment or what they think and this and that. Um, but today with Linda, she, um, she was talking about how her body has failed her because she, um, you know, wasn't able to have, we tried to have kids twice. It didn't work out twice. And um, she thinks that her reproductive system has failed her and she kind of hates her body. And so I had finally had enough of this idea of her blaming her body for everything. And so I started saying that, look, you know, I just started saying all this stuff about it. And it, I really pressed some sort of button because, man, it was bad after that. And um, she, she just, she lost it. She started saying really crazy stuff to me, like, you know, just stuff that was wildly inaccurate about me. And it was, uh, she, and at that point, you just have to love her more because it's like, obviously she's, you know, gone over the edge, you know? And so we sat down and talked and we got through it. And I just explained to her, I'm like, look, I'm not trying to tell you that you're a bad person or anything like that. Like, um, but we have to stop blaming our body for stuff. Like, it's just a device. And if it's not working right, the blaming of it is not going to help anything, you know? And, um, but every, something comes up every day in a marriage. And when she said all those things about me, I felt very much like in the past I used to attack back, but now I don't attack anymore. I just, I don't, I don't attack her. I don't, I don't defend myself, nor do I attack her. I just wait. And then I try to think of the thing that is helpful for her and to show her that I'm there to support her. And then I told her, I'm look, I said, I'm sorry that I said things that made you feel like I'm not supporting you. And, you know, maybe the spiritual thing that I'm trying to talk about right now is not helpful. So maybe we don't need to talk about that. And I'm sorry that I'm forcing that on and all this stuff. But in the past, I would never have been able to apologize for any of it. I wouldn't have been able to. But now I can just say, look, I'm sorry. I'm just here to support you. And, you know, we'll get through this and, and all that. So it's, I think those are mountaintop moments, you know, like, or the vacuuming thing, like where you were like, I can snap at this guy for yelling at me right now and making me cry. You know, I can totally snap at this guy. But no, I'm just going to go downstairs and find the mountain in the basement, you know, and uh, and uh, and just sit and, and get through it. You know, you know that 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 moment, it doesn't seem like a mountain moment for any of us. Like that moment in the car when Linda's yelling at me and I'm like, 
ready to yell back at her, but I'm like, I, I wait and I don't yell at her. It doesn't, it's not like a moment where you're going to get critical acclaim, you know, or get a gift or get showered by the heavens, but you are being showered. Those are the greatest moments because you have deflected weeks or months or years of conflict by just that one act. So I think that's where your question about the mountaintop and how we handle situations is so important that we recognize for ourselves these moments where we've made a different decision that may not, nobody's going to come up to us and go, hey, you did such a good job for doing that just now. Like my wife's not going to turn around and go, hey, Anand, you're so awesome for doing that. She's not going to do that because she was, I mean, that wasn't about me then. It was about her pain, you know. Um, but we need to recognize for ourselves in the spiritual progress that, hey, we that saved us. You know, when they talk about saving us time, you know, saving us thousands of years, um, that's what they're talking about. You know, anytime we make one little decision, we've saved ourselves years of misery. And that's where, you know, the healing takes place. Thank you. Can I say one thing? I, I listened to Anand and, and you, us, Angela, what I'm hearing over and over is, and I think I was kind of trying to say this, but I'm not sure what I did and you did it very well, and was I said our choice moment is not to keep the thought out, but to choose which thought we energize. And what you actually describe, both of you, in your experiences and seemingly different experiences, is taking responsibility. And that's what, that's taking responsibility and not judging yourself for what, whatever happened and whatever it is, just saying, yep, this is, and just being present with yourself, that is so huge. So I want to, you know, doesn't matter. I guess acknowledge that. Thank you. Thanks, Carla. Yeah, thank you, everyone. I know that um, we went a little beyond time, but uh, I'm just so grateful for this community we're all saying we're willing to leave the stories behind and be loving it's so amazing yeah anyone like to pray us out I'm cutting us off right here so sorry but that's my job I think and I have a 430 thing but who would like the prayer it's 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 for the taken yeah Kareem I'll make it, I'll do a quick prayer. Mm, taking a breath. The breath reminds us of the Holy Spirit who is indwelling and who is our partner whenever we are in doubt, whenever we need to choose again. We don't have to do it alone. We can just say, help me, Holy Spirit. And it's right there. The answers will come. So that breath, I'm so grateful for. I'm so grateful for the community where we get to be transparent and share with each other 
and not worry about being judged or challenged. And we just really love everyone. We share that love with everyone. We are so willing to know the truth and to be the light. And we ask that we, we know that we are supported. We know that we have heavenly angels, spirit and Christ that is available at all times. So we share the benefit of our learning with everyone because we are one. And in much love and gratitude, we allow our healing to continue and to be for all our loved ones. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, everybody. Take care. Continue Thank to feel better. Everybody, I'm so yeah. proud of everyone. Okay. Bye. Uh, you too. Thanks, everybody. For sure. <laughs> All right. Much love. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.